out in the deep, dark blackness of space. There is no light. There is no sound. There is nothing other than the omnipresent, oppressive, dark void. However, within space, there are objects. There are things that break up the empty darkness, the void of nothingness. In this case, there is a distant pinprick of light from some distant far-off star, which barely provides enough light to illuminate a white planet. Around this white planet orbits a dark space station with only one small section illuminated by some dim light occasionally flickering. From this distant viewpoint, soundlessly, space begins to ripple as if a blacktop baking under the sun. This wavy distortion of light consolidates into a massive spaceship at least a kilometer long. This spaceship looks entirely different from everything else we've seen so far in the universe. It's clean, it's authoritarian, utilitarian design is reminiscent of a battleship from World War II. Its decks are covered with a variety of different types of armaments, viewports, and even a large shuttle bay. As it drops out of the drift, we get a view along the side of the control tower of this rare Dreadnought-class starship. The ship itself is entirely devoid of any decorations besides a symbol of a starry night sky with a gray comet streaking across it, underneath which it says, A-P-T-E. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome back to One Guy, One Roll. Today we are going to be playing Ironsworn Starforged, episode number 13. Really been enjoying seeing how the story of Nikora Sokolov aboard the Prosperity has been expanding and just becoming considerably more interesting and nuanced, I guess, for lack of a better word, than I ever expected. I didn't think this would take 13 episodes and we're still not even off the Prosperity yet. But I like to let the story unfold naturally from both the roles, my own ideas, and these things. So I'm generally not inclined to force the story along if it's not ready to go. So that's the way it will be. Now a quick recap of last episode. The episode began with a little look into Petra's story, where we found out that she left behind a picture of herself with what appears to be her twin back on her workbench in the maintenance section of the Prosperity. After that, Nikora interacts with Subject Alpha, turns out to be an AI, and he more or less decides to just bring the whole computer with the brain itself and figure out later exactly what the memory core means, which is his um, initial iron vow that he's trying to recover this memory core from the computer, which turned out to be an AI. It's a whole thing. So Nikora is able to remove this AI, potentially damaging it in the process. And our episode ends with him standing on the edge of the elevator, his oxygen light flashing insistently, as it has been now for, well, most of the series. We've been lucky on our rolls as far as oxygen running out. And he's debating because he just remembers about Petra. Will Nakora go back for Petra? Or will he abandon her and return back to the second chance and get the heck out of here? We won't know until we start playing. So without further ado, let's get into it. Before beginning, we do have a little bit of homework from last session. We did resolve our last scene of removing the AI, bundling it up, and removing it from the research section of the ship. 
So when we start a new scene, we have to decide whether or not we were in control. And for me, it really felt like Nikora was pretty much in control for the most part. So we're going to drop our chaos score down to four. And with that, that means we're starting a new scene. This scene I've just broadly categorized as escaping the prosperity. So first off, we have to see if this scene is altered in any way. Roll a d10. If we roll under our chaos rank of four, something happens. If we roll a seven, no, it's not altered at all. Next, we have to roll on our clocks. I think a considerable amount of time has passed. So for our secret objective, I think it's somewhat likely that it's progressed. A 90. That is no, it has not progressed. Okay. And our oxygen. I've been pretty much rolling 50-50 on this one, so I think we're going to continue that trend. This is super important. This could dramatically alter what Nikora is able to do. 32. That's the last piece of the oxygen pie filled. I haven't quite decided how that's going to come into play, but it definitely will. And I thought about it a little bit in between recording last session and now, and I do think that we're going to make a connection with Subject Alpha. I think it's interesting, and even if we end up not developing this relationship at all, I think Subject Alpha clearly an important character, so let's roll to make the connection. See if there's anything there. This is going to be plus heart, which for us is a big old one. It's a miss. So... I just think that despite everything Nakora has been trying to connect with Subject Alpha, it's just never going to happen. You, he just cannot form a connection with the AI. Just not possible. It's never going to happen. Subject Alpha is obviously still an important character, but just doesn't have that same connection that you would get with a human. And even though it seems a little strange to be taking um, moves out of sequence, I do think that was important because it's going to change exactly how our relationship with Subject Alpha moves forward. Now, there did say a pay the price, and I think the price is more just going to be narratively oriented where Nikora and Subject Alpha will never be able to become close. It's just not possible. There's always going to be this interesting dynamic, especially because Nikora lied to Subject Alpha to start with. So now Subject Alpha will never truly trust Nikora again. And finally, the last thing we need to do is our begin the session move. So let's take a roll on the begin the session table and see what happens. 78, unexpected return of an enemy or threat. Well, what do you know? Looks like I've already done my begin the session move without even knowing it. If you can't remember what happened in the intro, go back and watch it. So with that out of the way, we take our plus one momentum per the begin the session move. Brings us up to plus seven. And I think that's all the homework we have to do. Nakora stands at the edge of the elevator shaft with this cart that he's cobbled together with crap that has Subject Alpha in his brain tank and what he could scavenge of the computer that he was able to unplug and bring with. Some of it he had to leave behind because it was built into the station, too heavy, too bulky, but altogether, this stuff is heavy. Subject Alpha is in some sort of fluid. The whole thing certainly weighs more than he could carry on his back. With no way to interface and communicate with the brain, because Nakora had to leave the terminal behind, it just sits there floating, probably blind and deaf to the world being disconnected from that central nervous system, which is the prosperity. 
Now, Nakora has a decision to make. Will he go back for Petra? Or will he leave her to her terrible fate, being trapped alone in the reactor core, waiting for Nikora to come back? I suspect it's already been enough time that she's starting to wonder where the hell he is. I think it is highly unlikely Nikora will leave her behind. However, looking down at his oxygen tank, that flashing red light is no longer flashing, which he's just kind of grown accustomed to ignoring. It's now solid red, which Nikora knows he has a very limited amount of oxygen left, and he starts to feel a little bit of panic setting in. I'm not sure he has the oxygen to both go get Petra and somehow get this cart he's cobbled together with Subject Alpha down the elevator shaft and return back to the Prosperity. What does Nikora do? Looking back over my concept for Nikora, unfortunately it doesn't really help much, but I think if you remember back to, it was either, I think it was session 0.5, he used to have a partner he worked with named Zari Sheen. However, something happened to her. He's haunted by this past failure, and he has not really had any close relationships since then. And the question is, does that matter to him? I think he sees this as a chance at redemption, because whatever happened, we still don't know what happened between him and Zari Sheen. But regardless, Nikora blames himself for what happened, and his loyalty kicks in, and he starts climbing up the elevator shaft to return back to the maintenance section in an attempt to rescue Petra from the reactor core. So we will set a course. This has become extremely dangerous moving throughout this space station now, because although it's not actively trying to kill him anymore since Subject Alpha is no longer connected into the system, it's still very dangerous. It says when you follow a known route through perilous space across hazardous terrain or within a mysterious site, roll plus supply. Which sucks for us. Our supply is only two. Let's see what happens. We rolled a four, and then our challenge dice was a five and a six. We have two supply, which gives us a weak hit, or I have a momentum of seven and could burn it. I think we'll take the weak hit. You arrive, but face a cost or complication, choose one. Suffer move, minus two or two minus ones. Face a complication. Envision what you encounter. I think we face a complication. Nikora, relatively efficiently and quickly, with a sense of urgency at this now solid red light staring at him in the face, actually has a pretty easy time getting back to the maintenance section. Climbs back up. Notices that his rope is still hanging down the middle of the shaft. He can use this to help himself climb the ladder safely and quicker. And when he gets up to the maintenance floor, the doors open for the elevator. And now that the elevator has dropped down to the bottom of the shaft and exploded, he can easily get his way inside the maintenance section of the ship. Not running because it causes you to use more oxygen, but moving quickly. He returns back to the reactor door and starts typing away at the console. However, Nakora is not exactly a computer genius. He knows how to use them at a very basic level, but this is not his area of expertise. I don't think he can quite figure out how to get the door open. Now, at the door to the reactor, I think there's a small little porthole. Is Petra there? Can she see him? I'm not sure. I think she's kind of depressed and in a weird mood. I wonder if she's there. I think it's unlikely. 45, no, she's not there. So when Nakora returns back up to the door next to the reactor, he looks in briefly, and there's just this 
on the other side of the door, uh, just a little hallway, which leads to a ladder leading down deeper into the reactor core. No Petra in sight. Cora curses to himself and returns back to the terminal, starts hammering away trying to open this door. Now we are facing danger because we are running out of oxygen. This has got to be with wits, expertise, focus, or observation. Let's see if Nikora can brute force his way through this door. And in case you're wondering, the reason why we just can't go get Petra and return is because of our complication that we rolled during our little journey over here. So let's face danger. Oh, no, this brings a better question. Is it speed, mobility, mobility, or agility? I think we have two options here. We can try to do it quickly, or we can try and do it correctly. And I think we're going to try it with speed. It's a worse roll for us, but we need it done quick. We need to get the hell out of here. That's a fail. However, on our dice, we have a six and a five. We have seven momentum. We will burn our momentum for a strong hit. I think that is exactly what we needed the momentum for. So on a strong hit, we are successful. Take plus one momentum, which will bring our momentum back up to three, which isn't terrible. And we succeed. Now, I think that since Nakora had to use speed in order to do this, that it didn't exactly go according to plan. So using our mythic GM emulator here, what's the chances that there is some other additional complication to opening this door? since we didn't use expertise, but instead tried to brute force our way through it. I think that it is very likely. 31, yes. Nakora rushes over to this console, fingers blazing across the keyboard, and he just keeps getting this error message over and over, unable to authorize access to the core, unable to authorize access to the core. Finally, out of sheer desperation, he takes off back down the corridor, the maintenance corridor, back to the big circuit breaker panel where they restarted the, initialized the restart of the core. And he takes this big heavy lever, which was previously used to restart the core, and completely without hesitation, grabs hold of this big thick striped handle and slams it off. Everything instantly goes dark as power once again is cut to the entire ship. And then silence not wanting to hang around and wait to see what happens, Nakora rushes back to the reactor control room where Petra is just swinging her leg up after climbing the ladder out of the reactor core, looking distressed and worried and a little panicked. And she sees Nakora with this red light on his suit, causing her eyes to go even wider, which is only further exaggerated by the scars of the burn on her face. I think this is a moment that calls for developing our relationship. She did not in any which way, shape, or form expect Nikora to come back and rescue her. She thought it was over. She thought it was done. When you reinforce your relationship with a connection by doing any of the following, giving them something of worth is what I think this is. I mean, he did come back for her and rescue her from certain death, almost certain death. She had been working on trying to break herself out, but had little success, and she was kind of descending into her own depression. So, we get a mark progress. I labeled Petra as dangerous, which I believe means we mark two ticks. Let me check. Yes, it's two ticks, or not ticks, uh, boxes, which brings us a little bit closer to forging a bond with Petra. With time clearly being of the essence, Nikora and Petra using what little light they have available to them between Nikora's shoulder-mounted light and whatever flashlight or illumination device that Petra has available to her. 
make their way back to the maintenance room where Petra was living. She quickly grabs some of her tools and does she grab the photograph? Does she remember about it? I'm not really sure it's super important, but I think it's likely. I had to roll a 75 for a yes. I rolled a 75, which is absolutely barely a yes. As Nakora and Petra are about to take off and leave out of this maintenance section, Petra swings back around, heading back over to her desk. Nakora's like, what the fuck? We gotta get out of here, man. My oxygen's running out. Of course, she's just gesturing because they still can't talk to each other. And she goes back and swipes the picture off her desk, looks at it for a second, stuffs it back into her, her little tool bag that she carries around with her. The two of them take off back towards the shaft. Now, is there anything here that could help Nikora and Petra now to lower Subject Alpha down to the uh, airlock where the second chance is docked? There isn't really anything useful as far as adventure moves are concerned. I honestly don't know. I think this is just a straight-up securing advantage. When you assess a situation, make preparations or attempt to gain leverage, envision your action, if you act, etc., which for us will be... Well, we've already established that all this needs to be done with speed, so this is just a quick glance as we're running through the maintenance section and to look for anything that might be helpful. This is plus edge. A failure here could be catastrophic. Holy crap. I just rolled 666. What the actual F. Gives us an 8. We succeed with doubles on a 666. Wow. Okay. So, oh man. I don't even know. This is cool. All right. So first off, on a hit you succeed, on a strong hit take both, plus 2 momentum, plus 1 to our next move. Running through these twisting maintenance halls back to the elevator shaft. Petra's eyes go wide when they reach the shaft. The door is wide open. The elevator is gone. No power to the station. No elevator. And she kind of looks over at Nikora. He shrugs and makes like a climbing motion with his arms. And she just shakes her head, grabs Nikora roughly by the hand, and leads him towards Preserve Expedition. Oh, I know exactly what this is. So... If you were to take this elevator continuously up, you would probably end up reaching a connection that leads to the mining processing, well, water mine processing facilities. And this elevator was big enough to house one of those little space pods that the miners use to go down to the surface of Cicero and come back up to the ship with their ice crystals in store behind them in some sort of container. However, of course, they need maintenance done on them and they occasionally break. And as she grabs Nakora by the hand and roughly drags him into another corridor that neither him nor Petra have been down before, there's one of these little mining craft that has clearly been under maintenance. Is there enough room for two people in these things? I mean, I think they're pretty small. I think it's probably unlikely. 64, no. So it has enough room for one person inside of it. This one's been in maintenance. Normally they would have oxygen in them. Does this one have oxygen in it? I think it's 50-50, um, I don't know. No, 89, no oxygen in it. However, how does this thing actually work? Does it have like 
arms on it that it uses to like grab crystals, put it into some sort of like basket or hopper, which it then can take in and out of the atmosphere with it. I think that's probably likely has like um, these big crushing claws, which you can use to chunk out these ice spires. Uh, let's say likely. Yes. Okay. So has these big mechanical claws on it. It kind of looks like a, I guess like a lobster, except a little bit more like um, it's very small. It's got enough room for a pilot, a little mini life support system. That's about it. You know, they're not supposed to be inside of this thing for much longer than a few hours at most. And it utilizes some sort of reverse gravitational field bullshit in order to float around essentially it's small enough i think that because obviously there's like gravity on the ship right now or the space station right now and i do think that the people of the forge specifically with these smaller applications a fairly good grasp of gravitational manipulation because obviously the space station itself still has functioning gravity somehow but i do believe that larger applications are fairly rare so regardless I think it's fairly evident that something's not quite right with this suit. I guess call them mining suits, for lack of a better word. There's panels missing off of it. There's like an entire chunk part of it that's sitting on the workbench where maybe Petra, maybe somebody else was working on it. But Petra pulls Nikora over to the suit and quickly opens up the cockpit, gets inside, closes it, and attempts to fire it up. We got double sixes. It happens flawlessly. There you go. There's the double success right there. The suit soundlessly rares to life and the mechanical claws moving in and out. And she gives Nikora a thumbs up from inside of it where he just looks at her like, what am I supposed to do? And in response, she holds out one of the clawed arms for him to functionally hold on to or sit in. I think she rotates up, so it's kind of like a chair. And I think that there, since this is right by the elevator, there's probably these big sliding doors, almost like an aircraft hangar door. And Nikora slides open these doors. Petra floats on over to the edge of the elevator, and Nikora goes to sit down in this hand. And gut-wrenchingly, Petra flies this suit over the edge of the elevator shaft and starts descending. The question is, can Nikora hold on? This is a face danger roll for sure. Not to mention, we are basically out of oxygen. We are out of time. So excited, I'm having trouble picking up the right dice. We're going to face danger with strength, endurance, or aggression. Plus iron, it's a one for us. This is exceedingly dangerous. We do get a plus one on the roll. So that'll be with two. We hit. We rolled a three and a four. And on our action dice, we had a two. With our plus one, four total. We hit. I'll happily take it. Weak hit, you succeed, but not without a cost, make a suffer move. I think as Nikora and Petra are descending down, slowly down the shaft, as they reach the research level of the station, Petra sees this brain, this disturbing-looking monstrosity of biology and technology that's been combined together and jerks on the controls sending Nikora tumbling off, smashing hard into the floor of the research section. And he's just going to take a hit to his health. I think we will just take it and not roll to resist it at all. However, as our eyes go wide at seeing this brain floating in a jar, Cora starts to feel this sense of urgency as his oxygen it's running out and there's no time to deal with petra's shock and awe over seeing this thing they need to get out and they need to get out now 
There's simply no time. The little red light on Nakora's suit is dimming. It's growing fainter and fainter, and he knows what that means. He has no time. There is no time. This is a face danger with speed again. Plus edge. Two. Three on the action dice. Three and five on our challenge dice. Another weak hit. Nakora motions Petra over, and using the mining suit, manages to attach these claws under the cart and lift the entire brain up. He just motions rapidly for her to descend the shaft as his throat starts to tighten and the ox, the little red light goes black. Takes one last gulp of his remaining oxygen, holding his breath close to blacking out, stars dancing in his vision. Throws himself onto the mining rig, holding on for dear life as they finish descending their way back down to the airlock where the second chance is, and he passes out. Darkness overwhelms him. We take another hit to our health, bringing us down to two. Darkness. Silence. Barest sensation of floating is all that Nakora is aware of as our episode fades out into silence and darkness. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of One Guy, One Role. For me, this is probably the most exciting episode I've recorded yet, and as we were finalizing that episode, I could feel my heart pounding. I was worried if we made a miss on any of those rolls, we might have died. It's entirely possible. I had it in my head to start making percentage rolls to see if we just died from lack of oxygen. We never made a miss, just weak hits luckily, and... We had the momentum in order to sustain some very important rolling, along with just some awesome rolls like the 666. Oh, that was... I had no idea how we were going to get Subject Alpha back down the shaft with the elevator broken, but... Oh, what a cool episode. I really enjoyed making that one, and I hope y'all enjoyed listening to it. If you are interested in providing support for the podcast and helping me to replace some of my aging equipment and provide me with coffee and just generally make it possible for me to devote more time to the podcast, head over to patreon.com slash one guy one roll, where as little as $1 a month will get you access to some cool perks where you can become part of the solo role-playing guild that I've created over there. And if not, just a listening alone provides more than enough support and excitement for me to continue to create this podcast. I've been having a blast. Episode 13 was, that was cool. That was really fun to create and produce. And without me rambling on further, bring this episode to a close. Thank you all so very much for listening. As always, I am Hero Cities, your player, host, and GM, signing off. Have a great day and stay safe out there, y'all.